tuesday, everybody. you are in minute twelve of the airport minute. i am your co-host, jim o'kane of tvdad dot com and i'm co-pilot mark cerulli from covertops dot tv and we are talking about the greatest simply the greatest and granddaddy of all disaster movies universal's nineteen seventy movie airport starring everybody and available on uh, universal home video for for please, everyone out yes. at home, please. And you- Get in there and buy it now. It's available Blu-ray, high definition. You can get it digitally on Amazon and a bunch of other places. And Universal will love you to do that because, well, you're listening to us and we're talking about their copyrighted feature. And, of course, we're talking about it in a review dialogue. So that's all proper under fair use. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Universal. So where are we? We are in Minute 12, which is the title is Close Down Runway 22. That happens to be the constant chant of angry citizens who've had their china closets flipping over while they're trying to eat their chicken dinners on a Sunday night in January. Mm -hmm. So all the Meadowood folks are out there stomping around in their cute little hats and Edith Head design jackets. They are waving signs that all seem to have the same font and the same... I I think that was a requirement of working on this movie, uh, Penmanship. Penmanship, yeah. yeah they, yes. Oh, for <laughs> a night's stop. sleep, stop noise. Stop jet, jet noise. Jet noise stop over Meadowood. It's like an eye test while you're watching this movie. They've got lots of nice little uh, things going on. Meanwhile, the only police officer that has a speaking line mm. keeps saying, keep moving, keep moving. But but he well, is so, it's funny, he's so well-mannered and polite. And to move along, yeah. please. He's, you know, now great. they just get right in your face. Well, he's got that double-breasted suit on, and yeah. he'll also he'll also be taking care of crazy uh, uh, ex-wives or soon-to-be ex-wives. Mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll we'll see a little bit more of him later. He apparently there's one police officer that handles everything in the in the place. Well, the only police officer that has a speaking line. So we'll but we'll get with him. And then it's there's Burt Lancaster with the uh, Hamid Karzai, the former president of <laughs> Afghanistan. Judging from that hat, yes, yes it's a one. <laughs> It's a wonderful hat, and uh, I, I was wondering if you could put a brim on that, and they could have like matching things. He would have the fuzzy version of Mel's hat. Mm. Although, if you look at Mel's hat, he's got that. Don't they call that a snap brim fedora? Uh, I think it, I, it could be that or a trilby. I'm not oh. sure. You know, back in the day, this is like a. It's like a really super big Tom Landry hat. Everybody wore hats, man, back in yeah, the day. and they all meant something. I mean, this means that he's wearing his. You know, I'm the general manager of a major Chicago area. Mm-hmm. Airport hat. That's what you can tell from that hat. And anybody know what those stains on uh, on Mel's uh, jacket are? And it's kind of when you freeze frame it, it kind of it kind of bothers you. Yeah, that's uh, that's another one of those beautiful things about HD because you just stare at it and see all this horror. But it could be coffee. I mean, they're all drinking coffee all the time. Maybe jet so fuel, jet fuel, or or snowballs from angry uh, TGA people. Mm-hmm. They're uh, they're working hard, and uh, Commissioner Ackerman is saying that he needs to tell the other board members about this big protest going on. And Mel's like, "Well, don't worry, they'll leave once the TV cameras gets here." And and dear old Commissioner Ackerman gets bone white, and he's all upset about what are we going to do? They're going they can't be on TV. And it's like, well, that's what they're there for because apparently the commissioner doesn't understand the nature of publicity and how that all works. He's got to go have a panic attack with the other commissioners and figure out what they're going to do about those protesters in the boardroom. He says he'll in the meet boardroom. up with him in the boardroom. Now, do most airports have a, a lush, clubby boardroom? I don't know. Yeah, Anybody has peculiar. worked at an airport, uh, maybe you could let us know. Where's the commissioner's boardroom? I would think they'd like rent a room at the Hyatt, although there weren't Hyatts that, 
this time. So, or there were, but there weren't there. You know, if they were in, uh, you know, if they were in Chicago, I think you'd get something at the Palmer House or something. Go down, to, <laughs> go downtown and have it there. Anyway, there's, or why don't they have it in Mel's office? How many people do you have to meet with? Mel, I'll meet you at your office. I mean, we've already seen the set. They didn't have to build another one, but you know, they had the budget, so there, that's where it went. You give me the money, I'm going to spend it. Yeah, interesting that they changed Commissioner Ackerman in the novel of airport was commissioner mildred ackerman but i guess they just had they had three women with well we haven't talked about how many women there are with jobs in this thing but there are very few women on this show that have a job and i guess they didn't want to have a commissioner being mel's (laughs) boss well just think about it i mean could a woman have pulled off that hat the way this guy does i don't think so no, that's true. That's I mean, true. you need to have that that Karzai to wear the, the to, to rock the Hamid Karzai look. Uh, you know, requires a special type of actor. Yeah, he's uh, he's really good at being uh, just scared out of his wits. Right. And look at all those extras in the back. Think about how many of those Minneapolis uh, councilmen and people's you know the the that's probably like the producers' nieces and nephews and all those extras. You know, keep walking back and forth. It's like those three cars that keep circling out there the uh i don't know if that's a ford some kind of there's a blue station wagon and then that red oldsmobile is zipping by every once in a while with a black vinyl roof but there must have been a very busy cold night mm-hmm. in minneapolis while they're shooting this thing and uh but bert seems to be having a pretty good time i mean he seems to be just he's simmering he's it. in simmer yeah. mode now he's good and uh so then as we're watching this at, uh, toward the middle of the minute, we're seeing that Oldsmobile pull up with uh, Barbara Hale as, what's her name besides high? Oh, Sarah. That's Sarah Baker, Sarah Bakersfeld Demarest, who is uh, Mel's sister. She pulls up in a nice, that's a pretty, that's a lot of dead minks right there on her mm. that she's wearing. I wonder if she got to keep it after the shoot wrapped. Yeah, and it's probably Edith Head design too. So, you know, Edith was busy with the scissors and the, pelts working that one there's there's a uh, sarah talking to her saying you know hi sis and what are you doing here so early and she's talking about how uh how they thought there was gonna be a lot of traffic but they just zipped right in they they sailed right out there just like uh milton burl and it's a mad 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 world they just sailed right out there this gives her why she's talking to him about the traffic and all this is so that it gives Vern a chance to get out of the car you watch him timing the lines if you're watching Barbara Hale, given that line, you can see Dean Martin in the background just waiting for his great big reveal. So he just kind of sits up two or three times in the back of that, in, on, on the driver's side. And then right as she gets to the end of the line, he stands up and turns around and you get that big old smiling Dean Martin looking at you. Not very nice reveal of Captain Demarest there. Mm-hmm. He steps out and he said, well, first I thought the pilots, it was pilots picketing you. I, I was all set to join them. He said, and right away that he sets the tone as being kind of being a nasty prick to his brother-in-law. Sticking it, sticking it sticking to him. It the to first the chance he hate hate that suit. And uh, there's a uh, you know big old Vern being his hotshot pilot guy. Mm-hmm. And back then we should point out to uh, the millennials listening to this, being an airline pilot in 1970 was huge. It was yeah, almost was, as good that, as being a rock star back then. Yeah, that was a thing. I mean, you could you could lay that card down and get a drink anywhere. It was like, wow, you're a pilot? That's the coolest thing ever. <laughs> you're not treated like you're a, a bus driver now. <laughs> I think you get a lot more than a drink in some places. Yeah. He was cocky the way he was supposed to be because that's how it was. He was the top of the pyramid. He was, you know, he wasn't the, the guy that drove the plane. He was the man in charge and 
he he had ultimate say so on what was going on, you know, whether the flight was going to take off or not. And all these guys, including Mel, were his underlings. They got the you know got everything ready so he could go do his thing. Vern is staring at Mel and he's telling him all about. I was all set to join you, and Mel says, "I I heard about your report." That's the end of the minute. Mel is trying to get the upper hand on on this whole conversation by saying, "Yeah, you were just. What do you know about stuff?" But that's all going to happen tomorrow. It, it sets up thrilling minute thirteen. That's really yeah. what it does. Yeah, there's there's going to be quite a head to head. This is going to be real mano a mano, and all about snow shoveling and what it's like snow shoveling here versus say Alaska. But we'll talk about that tomorrow. This is not a bad minute. I think it. This is a, a, I think it was a good establishing shot of Dean Martin. Do you think that's the, real snow on the top of that uh, car? Well, it is Minneapolis, and they are shooting in the winter, so it might be. Except think about how many lights there must yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although, if you notice the, the lights that are on that, a lot of it is natural light. Mm. There's, there's a whole bank of fluorescent lights on top. If you look at the reflection of the car, the only lighting that we're seeing... The direct light and the reflected light is uh, the fluorescent lights above the car. Now, I'm sure they've got a wall. There must be an entire wall of floodlights going down just, you know, off frame on the right. 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 Oh, help me. It's still, it's Minneapolis and they're shooting in January. So it's got to be 10 below. And they're shooting this. This has got to be like three in the morning. Sure. Yeah. They have to wait for all the regular traffic to get out of the way. So there's nothing going on except filming this movie. So they're shooting this in the pre-dawn hours. It's got to be freezing as can be. Although, you know, I keep watching, and I haven't seen anybody's breath frosting up. I think there are some close-ups where you do see it yeah. come in future minutes. Yeah, I think when there ha- there's some arguments coming up, so just watch for some uh, steam coming out of their mouths. Mm. It's got to be, I would th- I would think that it's got to be offset, you know, like that. Watch for the steam light. coming out of Burt Lancaster's ears when he's <laughs> yeah. with his brother-in-law. He's got, yeah, he's really going to be putting the acting chops to match but that, that's all coming up tomorrow so i guess that's about all there is for this minute this was a pretty good minute i enjoy i enjoy this minute very much it's very it's not dramatic but it's got some great setups for uh, for future things that are happening and we're also getting the idea of who the players are we see the sister in between the two acting as like the uh the buffer the control rod yeah she's the one that's always doing the now boys 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 but there's definitely a lot of a lot of anger a lot of hatred and Mel's getting pushed both ways. I mean, he just had the commissioner, his big boss, the guy that can fire him, come down and get all freaked out. And now he's going to have a, an instant performance review coming up at the boardroom. And then meanwhile, he's got this guy who he has to sit across from at every Thanksgiving meal, mm. putting down pieces of paper in his permanent record to say, you know, this guy's incompetent and needs to get out. He's grossly uh, inefficient. Very good. Lots of things to stir the pot. But we'll be talking about that more tomorrow, Wednesday, for uh, Lucky Minute 13. In the meantime, if you'd like to comment about today's episode or previous episodes, and actually, please, if you have, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, please go back and listen to our previous dozen episodes. You don't know what you're all. missing. I mean, you owe it to yourself. It is. It's, <laughs> it's a cavalcade of scintillating conversations. It's all available at our website, uh, airportminute.com. You can also comment or follow us on Twitter at Airport Minute, and you can follow us on Facebook. Uh, the, it's slash Airport Minute after the uh, Facebook.com thing. Or look for us at Concourse B at uh, Lincoln International Airport at 3 in the morning. We're, we're right there yeah. with, with steam coming out of our, our noses. So. <laughs> It's all fun. This is a, it's great uh, that you're following our our podcast. And if you could, if you'd like to, you can subscribe to us uh, over there at iTunes. Uh, please subscribe and also leave us a nice comment so that other people will find us and uh, we'll get famous. You'll get famous, and we'll all go home in limos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Or maybe just just have Barbara Hale drive us home in a yeah. 1970 Nova. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's good times in uh, in the northern climes. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, she must have that defroster going full tilt. Remember how noisy those nice GM 70s cars were? With the, you turn the defroster on, and the fans just aching away, going oh, that nothing brings back the past like that. Gosh, I don't remember that. I must have been very young. <laughs> Well, in your baby seat back. <laughs> exactly. Sure. <laughs> of course you were. Anyway, join us Join us tomorrow uh, at minute 13. We'll talk some more about Barbara Hale. And the Fountain Youth. And the Fountain Youth. And we'll watch Millionaires Fight. It's great. Yep, so yep, yep. be here tomorrow, Wednesday, for minute 13. In the meantime, good day. Bye-bye. Nice going, sweetheart. Remind me to send a thank you note to Mr. Bowling. Mm-hmm.